Hello everybody, it's Lisa here, your favourite podcast host. In the last episode I said that it would be the last episode for the year, but I decided to bring out another episode um, specifically for Christmas because, I don't know about you, but I always end up uh, during family gatherings escaping to my childhood bedroom and crying for 10 minutes and then also listening to podcasts just to get away from everybody. So I thought I'd bring this one out on Christmas just in case anybody else is like me and needs something to listen to. So this episode is mostly sort of about uh, the Christmas movie Love the Coopers, which has uh, a gay character in it played by Anthony Mackie. So, which is why we chose that movie, because it is really difficult to find a good Christmas movie that has gay characters. There are some out there, but um, this is just the one we decided to do. Um, Anyway, so I want to thank everyone for listening. Have a happy holidays and new year. If you'd like to listen to bonus episodes, you can hit me up on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash queerasmedia, and check out some of the extra episodes and blog posts that I've got up there. Before we start the episode, I should mention that there was a lot of noise. Uh, Someone was mowing the lawn outside, and that was actually quite noisy. And also, I had the fan running... Uh, for about probably half an hour of this episode and I didn't even realize it. I ended up turning it off so the noise does stop Uh, but until then it's quite noisy so I apologize for that. (laughs) So on to the episode. Hello, hello, welcome back to Sexuality, a podcast that examines queer content in media. I'm your host, Lisa, and today I have with me a returning guest. It's Dana! It's Dana! (laughs) It's been a while. It's been like, oh, because we recorded that in like the 1st of April. Yeah. So it's... It's, it's December. It's been what eight months. That's just what this whole year's been like. Am I right? Oh, I know it's been ridiculous. Where has it gone? Uh, Where will it take us? Yeah. Where will we go? Yeah, we'll see. Oh, okay. Twenty twenty vision. No, I do actually. I can't make that joke. That's for the blind people. <laughs> I don't have twenty twenty vision. I have glasses and have had glasses. <laughs> you nerd. For a very long time. <laughs> I'm the nerd here, except, no, you're a bigger nerd than I am. I'm not going to debate that. <laughs> but out of the two of us, I I'll have just seen wear it. Captain America over 300 times. I don't know how many times I've seen movies in the MCU. How many times have I watched Thor? You've given me an extra question <laughs> that I can pursue when I get home. Nothing like the festive season to make you think about how many times you've spent the year watching movies. And we just watched another movie today. Ooh. Love the Coopers. I know. I felt like jumping in when you were saying examining queer content in media because where was it? Exactly. <laughs> where was it? It was like for ten minutes throughout the whole movie. It was the straightest movie I've seen in a long time. But I looked up a, like a list of like queer holiday movies and like Christmas movies and there just weren't any. Maybe I should have looked up like queer Jewish movies or oh, queer Muslim nice. movies or something. But um actually I don't even know if I looked up like 
queer holiday movies or like specifically Christmas movies. Yeah. I think it was specifically Christmas movies. Queer movies celebrating something between November to January. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess like because there is a complex relationship between queer identity and a lot of holiday times and a lot of family times. Yeah, and it can, like, be a rough time for a lot of people. Oh, boy. A yeah. lot of queer people. If you are one of those lucky few who still have your family in your life, like, it can still be a stressful time. Yeah. Especially considering the makeup of that family and what it might be. Exactly. Like, I'm pretty lucky in that, like, I don't have homophobic family members. And mm. um, I didn't even really have to come out to any of them. Ugh, and, lucky. like, I'm pretty sure they all just knew I was a lesbian, like, long before I did. So Yeah. <laughs> My family is getting better. Um, they were quite bad many years, about a decade ago, pretty bad. And there's still a lot of, on my dad's side, like religious overtones, which is a lot of fun. But this Christmas, we. If you can hear that noise, it's the whippersnapper going. Whippersnapper. Whippersnapper. The young whippersnapper. Isn't that what it's called? Whippersnipper. dad's side there's weird religious overtones but that's mostly with my stepmom's side of the family mum is pretty homophobic but she's trying to pretend she's not she's one of those like i got invited to one gay ball with your cousin back in the 80s so i'm not homophobic never mind what i say about wanting to throw up when i see gay men kissing oh, anyway Jesus. <laughs> oh yes i've never had to endure any of that which is quite i'm quite lucky in that way um but like I did grow up with a very homophobic father mm. it's just that like members of my family like are that he's close to are yeah. queer so he's kind of had to change his tune in the last you know six seven eight years and or that's, something yeah, that's funny isn't it changing the tune is probably the best answer and um, even though there's change I think that emotional labour is still something you have to deal with every Christmas if you have family members who are working on getting better yeah, I mean, that's, like, all we can really hope for, I suppose, if you do have family members like that. But, yeah. like, the thing is, not everyone does have those family members. Not everyone has someone who's willing to work on their behaviour or their attitudes. Exactly. So it can be a really hard time for a lot of queer people. And for all the queer people out there who are without biological family this Christmas, I hope they have someone... Found family. ...to spend it with. Yeah, yeah. they found family, they their community, their family who will always understand. Exactly, friends. If not, I'm working on hopefully next Christmas or the Christmas after running an orphan Christmas. <laughs> hopefully, and I can be there we can spend yeah. Christmas together. The only reason I want a big house is so I can host people if they need it. That's literally That's awesome. the goal. That's awesome. <laughs> the halfway house for everyone. Yeah, And um, I know in Brisbane there are organisations like the Queensland AIDS Council mm -hmm. that do Christmas lunch i'm not sure if it's actually on christmas day but they do have celebratory lunches and dinners and stuff like that for people to come along to yeah. so if you're in brisbane um i can put up a list of like uh places that people can go yeah. to to spend time with mm -hmm. with um you know members of the community and if you need help with support salvos are trash but Vinny's, Vinny's always has an like St. Vincent de Paul's always has an always will be pretty good. I remember volunteering for them three and a half years ago. Yeah, and they're in their, awesome. In their like volunteer statements, they were like, 
we will protect anyone who is any sexuality, any gender identity, Legend. any religion, we are here to actually help people. Yeah. And if you can't agree with this, don't sign up to volunteer with us. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so annoying. That's so annoying. The... <laughs> What's it called? The whippersnapper. Whippersnapper. The whippersnapper is the children that you bat <laughs> off your guard when they like try and get their ball back. <laughs> It's just a low rumbling. I can hear it. I know. Christmas in Australia. Welcome to Hellscape Grassland. It is extremely hot. I walked out of the house at like nine o'clock and was like, oh, this is not so bad. Maybe it's going to be a cool day. Like walked out of the chemist 20 minutes later and it was fucking boiling. Today is not too bad. Yeah, it's not even too bad today. No, today is pretty nice. I walked into your apartment. I'm like, oh, it's cold. Like it's nice. I cannot feel like I'm dying or sweating. It's because you run hot anyway. I do. That's why the aircons are a necessity. Speaking of dysfunctional Christmas families. Yes. Um, I love in this movie that <laughs> only, there was no one gay in the family at all. Yeah, exactly. There was a, two spinster style characters... Which is like portrayed like the worst thing in the world. The so the, 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 the baddie aunt, the baddie yeah. like great aunt, and oh, the yeah. sister. And the sister. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there's no one gay in that family. <laughs> no one. Even though they're a, a, like, a self proclaimed by Olivia Wilde liberal family. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, like, yeah. I suppose it's a movie, but like, not every family is going to have. If there's Wait, ten people in a family, <laughs> one of them statistically is gay. Raise your hands if you're the gay cousin. Hand raised. My um. Actually, there's like three people in my immediate like in my family. F- in my Christmas, like family I'd spend Christmas with, there's at least two, including me. Yeah, including like, me. I've got one member of my immediate family, and then a cousin. Yeah. And that we're all queer. Yeah. And then, like, if I bring my partner, that's three people. Like, <laughs> so that family was just, and there was about ten people in that family. Mm. Maybe it's one of the kids, <laughs> not the, the oldest teenager. That was gross. That was straight nonsense. In a that was straight nonsense. Timothy Chalamet. Oh, <laughs> oh Timothy. T- Do people actually have first kisses like that, or is that just movies? Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't think my first kiss was that bad. Neither. I didn't start kissing, like, someone's nostril. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's going to be, like, a little bit of, like, missing the mark. Yeah, but it's just awkward bumping into each other, not, like... Yeah, like... Mouth and gate. Open mouth and, like, tongue wagging. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> so gross. <laughs> As a teacher, the kids at school are not that bad. Yeah. He's hoping. (laughs) So the gay part of... So the movie. The movie is Love the Coopers. And it's starring Diane Keaton, Olivia Wilde, and John Goodman. Mm -hmm. And I think it's... Hang on, I'll check. It's a 2015 joint. It's um, directed by Jesse Nelson and written by Stephen Rogers. We had fun with that. (laughs) Do we want to tell the story about why we picked this movie? (laughs) We didn't pick the movie because of that. We were tossing up between three. Like, uh, hang on, I'll get the list. Lisa sent there me the was, list. There um, was Holiday Heart, Love the Coopers, and the Family Stone. Yeah, I think we were leaning towards Love the Coopers and Family Stone. I think you 
no no holiday heart would have been the other one because it's got ving rams as a drag queen yes he's like the main character but i think you wanted either the family stone or love the coopers because they were more lighthearted. Mm, I don't know, did I? Yeah, I think you sent me a message and you're like, can we do either of these two? Oh, okay. Two. Yeah. 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 So um, we chose Love the Coopers okay. because it's got Anthony Mackie in it. Anthony Mackie. It also has a character called Bucky. <laughs> and, and it's, it's written by... Oh, Padreus? It's written by written Stephen, by Stephen Rogers. Rogers. <laughs> and so I was like, that's the universe giving us a sign. <laughs> But sadly... This is the movie for us. Sadly, it, it was not. It was... Uh, it's not a great movie, I would say. It's like... Okay, so I read a few reviews of it. They all fucking hated this movie. Um, it's got like 18% on Rotten Tomatoes, I think. Oof. And everyone just... Like all the view- reviews I read were just bad. Oh, they oof. just really disliked this movie. And I didn't think it was as bad as people were saying. Like, it's not a good movie, but it's not, like, the worst movie ever written. Except for some parts are, like, ugh, racist, and just some parts are just bad. So um, it's a bad movie. It's it's a bad movie. It, it was... But it's not, like, the worst movie ever written. Like, Olivia Wilde's part was she, that good. That was actually pretty good. That well was acted good. as well. Yeah, because she's um, great. She have that vulnerability the whole character was about yeah and she when she was crying that was her actually crying yeah it was you good. could tell because her eyes were red it yeah. wasn't like the eye drops that they put in people's eyes yeah no no she had the whole puffy thing going on yeah people crying like real people um she's really really attractive <laughs> she's so hot so that was a, a plus <laughs> Her cheekbones um, are just incredible. Oh like, I don't understand how someone can, like, look like that. She's beautiful. Incredible. Uh, and like Amanda Seyfried, as usual. Yeah, she's yeah, a little She's awesome. really pretty, yeah, too. She's gorgeous. <laughs> Me just like, oh, pretty woman. Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei, yes. Um, yeah. And I like Diane Keaton. I mean, I don't like anything that she's been in, but I don't... I, she's I cool. like her. She's she cool. She can stay. She's, she can hang. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Anthony Mackie's character. Let's just talk Oof. about that. <laughs> what character? <laughs> he was in it for like 10 minutes. But even Apparently, in- that's enough to classify it as a queer Christmas even movie. Even intertextually, like, what character works? Because the whole time Marissa Tomei is just grilling him about having no personality. Exactly. And being a robot. Fuck me. <laughs> I don't even know what to talk about. Um. Well, he's like a cop. So he's like a black gay cop. Yes. Which is a complete slap a in the face. That's a choice. Mm. I wonder if Stephen Rogers, the the writer, is he like, is he queer? Nah. <laughs> I'd put money on no. Well, yeah. I mean, like, there are plenty of queer writers who have written, like, straight. Yeah, um, I guess. But the, I think the thing is, the queer storyline would have been done better. That's my hypothesis. Yeah. If it was from a queer person's writing, yeah, it wouldn't just be like a, here is ten minutes of Melissa Tomei getting some closure through pretending to therapy. Well, like, you never know because even today people are very squeamish about queer stuff. Like, we just had this Hallmark thing. Did you hear about that? Yeah. How Hallmark, um, what they, they ran this ad that featured two women getting married. And then there was so much backlash from, like, Christians and, and apparently mothers and stuff like that, like, conservative people, that Hallmark took the ad down. And then everyone in the queer community was like, fuck you, boycott Hallmark. And then we basically bullied them into putting the ad back on. 
<laughs> and now Hallmark are like, no, we will work with the queer community to make sure this doesn't happen again. Well, good on them for taking a stand and standing with the minority. Yeah. The community. Like, that's actually. Their knee jerk reaction was like, really bad. I think they were scared. Yeah. Because they're a company run by a bunch of rich people. Um, but then, okay, so they backtracked it, they took the ad down. But the fact they listened to the queer community mm. when they started being like, what the fuck? Mm. That's not okay. Mm. Um, and the fact that they've actually put their money where their mouth is technically, because I'm sure Christians and mothers, the majority market, yeah, queer people are the minority. Yeah, absolutely. Alright. I shall allow it. But I would say that like... Making a mistake and then reflecting on it. Yeah, no, that's that's very good. And I think it does serve as an example as to, like, how people aren't going to put up with that anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, of course, there's always going to be backlash. And there are going to be people, like, even if it is the majority, people who are, like, we were not, um, who are not okay with queer content. But, um having a hallmark actually stand up and say you know we support queer people we support the lgbt community that's just incredible especially at the moment because um there's this basically um there's been a big surge in support for um lgbt characters or like characters who could be who could be explicitly explicitly like queer in like Disney for example Finn and Poe and Oscar Isaac has been very vocal about you know saying that they're a couple or he wants them to be a couple like they're gay I'm gonna go see that movie tomorrow but I don't have high expectations don't no I would have no expectations of that movie anything they're not going to because this has only just been happening in the last couple of years I saw a post on Tumblr of all places yeah um and it was saying Marvel like refuses to have a main character that's gay and like subtly hints at it or has like some non-background character peppered it in um fearing the wrath of everyone around them and then it was like dc has like um on their tv streaming services at least has many oh supergirl many um... explicitly queer characters has a trans person playing a trans person who is a superhero who's that um on supergirl they've got a character now i think she's dreamer i don't i haven't watched it i'm not up to date but um listeners chime in yeah listeners chime in please and yeah she's a reoccurring character now that's awesome she's she's explicitly trans within the narrative and is played by a trans woman that's awesome which is incredible crazy it's like so dc are like actually taking steps and actually doing things for the queer community it's interesting because i saw this post and i'm like yes dc is to be congratulated that's amazing but i love that they're doing it small scale so they get the credit Mm. but not putting it in their films because films are whack and it's like Warner Brothers I don't think retains much control over the well Warner Brothers has just been like do what you want to the two B series mm. and have them on the hand but, um, there yeah. was a shout out in the kind of in the Wonder Woman movie you know how she's like just because we don't have men doesn't mean we don't yes. get pleasure or whatever yes. it was but that could have been like talking about either masturbation or yeah. sapphic relationships yeah. there's no like clear clarity as yeah. to where the they land on that. The trailer looks interesting for the next one. What one, sorry? The new trailer. The oh. Woman 84. Yeah, I have my problems with Wonder Woman in that they are constantly trying to make her sexy and it's like, can't, can't she just do the job? 
does she have to be sexy like i compare that to um like naturally i'm like people are going to compare that to the birds of prey trailer and like i'm you know i'm doing that as well and i know that's probably unfair to those movies but like Harley Quinn is wearing a t-shirt for like most of that trailer yeah. or like at I'm least so some of that trailer. For Birds of Prey. I'm so excited. That's the one I want to see. I know. Um I think with the Wonder Woman as well. I always get really sad and I remember this the day that Gal Gadot was cast. Um out, like notwithstanding her own political stuff which is also heavily impacted on the role, but I always think of like the concept art for like the stacked Wonder Woman who like has huge muscles and because she's a fucking Amazon and I'm like so we've got like Superman there by Henry Cavill looking like buff looking yeah. like he could lift up a Tyler Heckland, trailer. Yeah. we've got like Ben Affleck buffing up for the role of Batman who's the fucking human nerd of the group and then we've got supermodel Wonder Woman exactly oh so annoying like no doubt like um because she served in the Israeli army Gal Gadot is like she's fit she's probably fit, got yeah. muscle but it's just not like visible in no. like you wouldn't look at her necessarily and be like oh my god she's so buff but like no it's, it's interesting like i'm hoping that because the marvel's doing she hulk i hope that they oh will cast um retina wesley who we talked about this in the vampire episode who plays tara in true blood Ooh. and she's also in this um this show at the moment called Queen Sugar and she has always been like super fit, she's super muscly and she used to do ballet I think. Am I thinking of maybe I'm thinking of somebody else but um, I think I've seen her um, as like in a photo shoot where she's doing ballet. I'm pretty sure that's routine. Hey, how did we end up talking about superheroes again? I don't know. (laughs) For our Christmas special. Yeah, maybe we should get (laughs) Sorry. We started off <laughs> so talking strong. about Captain America. Yeah. Okay. I started off talking yeah, about Yeah, because Captain that's America. how we got to this movie. <laughs> Which, honestly, talking about superheroes with you for an hour would be far more interesting than watching this film again. Okay, let's, let's just talk about this movie for ten minutes okay. and then we can talk about um, superheroes. So, um, basically, Anthony Mackie's character, what's his name? Bob? Percy. No, Percy. <laughs> Percy Williams. Um... He is quite closed off. Marissa Tomei makes fun of him for being a, a robot. robot. Um, she tries these different exercises. Apparently, she's a psychologist or something. She's a therapist. I don't know. Because she, she lies about everything. I know, so. so we don't know. Yeah. I guess. And it's what, very, like, armchair what psychology. What psychologist wage would she be stealing? Which is why oh, she yeah. ends up. So she ends up in the back of Anthony Mackie's car because she's caught trying to steal a brooch. Yep. That she wants to give to her sister because she wants to give her a flashy present but doesn't actually give a shit about her. <laughs> She's such an obnoxious character. Yeah, she there is. are so many just like outrageously, like unforgivably obnoxious characters in this movie. Yeah. Um, but so she ends up grilling him, calling him a robot, teasing him to try and make him... I don't know, open up and empathise so she can get out of a bad situation. So she's manipulating him. Yeah, because she claims she's like a single mother or whatever, with three kids, but she's not. She doesn't have kids. No, she doesn't. Um, yeah. She calls herself a housewife and then is yeah. like, but I'm a psychologist. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, what it reveals about his character is that he's so straight up and prim and proper because he has a mother who, like, was like sit down sit still stand up straight yes like absolutely 
I don't know, position in. Um, some of the language in there was interesting. I can't remember word for word, but when she's like, stop being so uh, expressive or gesturing with your hands, hands when you talk, yeah. I, it reminded me a lot of that, like, um, like the stereotypical, often stereotypical way that gay men are depicted to yeah. talk and act. Yeah. And so perhaps that can be a commentary on homophobia like, yeah. in families. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what was the weird line that we were like, what Oh, the fuck? hang on. Yeah, I'll get it. So eventually <laughs> she needles him to the point where um, they're talking about relationships for some reason. Of all things, she got the cop talking about this. And then so he's like, I'm single, I'm 40, and I sleep with people. And she's like, oh, you sleep with people. Are you gay? And he's like, no, dot, 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 only in bed. <laughs> what does that even <laughs> What does that mean? I'm only gay between the hours of 10 p.m. <laughs> and to 8, 6 a.m. <laughs> um, weird line only there. Is only gay when I hit the sheets. Yeah, really weird line there. Yeah, I don't know what that was about. Neither. I like, don't think Stephen Rogers is gay if he writes a line like that. Are they that he walks around, like, actively pursuing and dating women, but only sleeps with men? And to what purpose? I think what he was saying was, like, he is immediately like, no, I'm not gay, because he would have been defending himself from that, like, you yeah. know, the mentality that cops still have and, God, imagine like, homophobia force. in the police force and then, like, apparently, like, what the in, the impression that we get is that his mother was homophobic as well. And, yes. And so he would have had to be defending himself his entire life. So his knee-jerk reaction to be like, no, I'm not gay, is then to... And then kind of, like, instead of saying, like... I mean, I am, but he just kind of says that weird line. It's just yeah. phrased weirdly. It's just weird. Whack. But, yeah. Like, it could be a lot of internalised homophobia. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, I guess some of, like some listeners, please. Um, I guess there are people who don't realise until much later in life. That was the pervasive narrative for a long time, especially in when homosexuality was very discouraged in the past, but like, as someone who's been out since I how old would I be? Um, what, 16, last few 17? Years, no, I, mm-hmm. I was out as queer then, mm. but yeah. Um, well, I've only been identifying as a lesbian for like a year and a half. Yeah, but like realising in your 20s. Yeah, in my late, mid to late 20s. I can't imagine getting to 40, even if I'd been awfully like closeted and internalised can't imagine going dropping a line like that yeah so he must still be in the closet to like some if i don't know like why did he tell her at all i'm still not over that part because like so she could help him and that could be her good thing for christmas did she really though well, at first I thought before I watched the movie that it might be, like, a white saviour narrative. Oof, yeah. But then I realised it wasn't because she doesn't actually help him. Doesn't he actually help her? He helps her. What does he say? That's the, what was the really sweet thing? Oh, um, be the person you want to become. Be the person, which is really weird considering, like, the last scene he had, he's saying something like, I'm only gay when I'm in bed. Yeah, I'm not really gay. <laughs> okay, um... But yeah, be the person you want to become. I think that's a really nice line, because that's... I'm going to steal it. 
That's a mantra I've sort of appreciated for a really long time. Yeah. Just that idea of if you want a change, you gotta be it. Or if yeah. You, like, I could wake up tomorrow and be miserable. I could go to work and be miserable. Or I can just try to be that person who's... I could wake up tomorrow and be ba- put myself back in the closet. I could wake yeah. up tomorrow and do this. But if I want to exist freely and peacefully, I think I've just got to be myself. I've always just been like, fuck it, I'm miserable. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> like, in every job I've had, not every job, but, like, Dude. I've worked a lot of customer service roles, and my last job was fucking awful. It was, like, a data entry job. Oh, yeah. And so I just went there every day just hating it. I do just you know, fucking hated it. Do you know about I have a colleague in my staff room that I'm in five days a week who has screamed at me in the last two years more than they have smiled at me? Two for one. Two versus one. Jesus. Who yeah. is this person? Oh, I want to write them a strongly worded letter. Stupid old teacher who's grumpy about being there. Um, yeah. But does that... I could go in and be a nervous wreck or be nasty back, and I'm just like, she's probably madder when I'm happy. <laughs> so I'm just going to do that and keep decorating my desk. Hi, how's like, it going? Yeah, I'll keep asking her how her day is and hope she has a Merry Christmas. She refuses to toast with me at this third staff party in a row. Is it because you're queer? I have no idea. I don't know. Because it could be. Actually, that's a valid point. It could be. Um, Because most, like, my school knows. Yeah. Even the kids are finding out. That's Mm. a different story. (laughs) Okay. This is a bit of a tangent. Bless him. Um, Big, burly uh, rugby coach who is a science and maths teacher and a PE teacher and is like, so stocky and so short and burly as just oi oi is your missus coming to the christmas party as like four year nines walk up behind me and i'm like okay thank you so i think i actually uh, so you can't like just help but be outed yeah i was i was like it was an open secret at that point yeah like a few of the kids knew because they bothered to ask in a setting that was not classroom yeah yeah um setting that was not like in the middle of a room of teaching where it just didn't come up mm. I think it was kids who had some issues and I was just like here's the resources and things you can do mm. um because the yeah it's very positive so maybe maybe she's not accepting and she can't do anything about it yeah but you know I thought she would do something petty like wreck the photo on my desk or mm. like but instead I don't know I don't know I don't think she can do anything outright without you complaining about it. That's true. A good point. And, like, what are you going to do? Just talk to the principal about someone being catty towards you? Yeah, I know. But just, like, be the change you want. Yeah. Like, you could let life defeat you. You could let life straight wash you. Um, or you can just keep being your awesome self. Yeah. I think that might be a good, um, a good thing to take into Christmas. Like... Yes, absolutely. You can't help the way that other people treat you, but you can help the way that you respond to it. Yeah. And And if it is safe for you to authentically be yourself and to, like, yeah, it's always a choice with Christmas where you go, I think as a queer person, you have to go, A, am I safe if I go there? B, will I be safe coming out or being out? yeah and 
my biggest tip would be don't come out on Christmas. If you are someone who's in the closet there, don't use this as your time to come out. But um, if the opportunity arises that like you can correct someone's shitty point of view and you feel supported at the table or mm. you can chime in. Or if someone even asks you, you know, do you, have you found a boyfriend yet? Have you found a girlfriend yet? Yeah. Or something like that. You can just be like... Slip it in casually. Slip it in casually, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the way I came out to my mother was um, my nan had been up and we have problems with my nan. We have many problems with my nan to the point where we don't talk to her anymore. <laughs> oh, <no>. um, <laughs> but I have that problem with a lot of people in my life and a lot of people in my family Aww. that I don't talk to them. And my life has actually been better for it. Yeah. So I will see some of them on Christmas. So maybe I will just shelve my issues and hope that everyone has a good time and if we reconnect then I'll, I'd be open to that but I'm not gonna go out of my way to make it happen yeah. but um anyway my nan was up and uh she had uh cross-stitched this really she's really good at cross-stitch so she'd cross-stitched this really lovely um uh wedding photo thing for um for my mum when she got married to my stepdad which was about 10 12 years ago or something like that and they still have it up and it's it's really lovely to look at and um anyway i looked at it and i was like talking to my nan about it i'm like nan will you will you cross stitch me one of those when i get married and she's like when you find the right man and i was like "Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) yep when i find the right man i'll let you know and then i just didn't feel like coming out to her like I don't know it's not her business I don't give a shit um and then anyway I was talking to my mom about it and I was like you know know, Nan said this and then I didn't want to tell her Nan I'm a lesbian and so that was pretty much the extent of me coming out my mom didn't make a big deal out of it she didn't comment on it like she just doesn't care to the point where I'm like maybe you should care (laughs) like I mean I can't I can't like wish that my mom was any different because she is lovely apathy, and I'm, I love her so much but apathy like, is its own form of like I had a huge fight with my dad about a month or two ago and dad's the one I thought was in my family the coolest Yeah, but he couldn't get this concept around his head that like he was like what if like everyone suddenly turns against gay people again you shouldn't be out there spreading your business to everyone or being loud and that because it, like I'm fine, but if other people, if the crowd mentality changes and suddenly it's like the Third Reich again and, you know, whatever, you need to be safe and you need to keep yourself mm-hmm. safe. And I'm like, Dad, I don't know how you don't understand that to me, it'd be more important to live being myself even if I live for less time. And if I end up dying for being gay or I end up something terrible happening to me for it, it's not my fault, it's the people who are doing that mm. that are the problem. Mm. Like, it's better to die on your feet than live stand, live on your knees or exactly. whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Beautifully said. And so that was our huge fight lately. I just forget that for so many people in the world, particularly if they're not, like, gay or they're not, like, maybe a person of colour, have a disability, they don't understand the price of living to be yourself. Mm. They don't understand that even that the fact that that is an act of defiance or an act outside of just living yeah it's crazy like it's punk yeah it's punk to be yourself yeah and straight people are just like if you were in danger you'd give up all the parts of yourself and i'm like no as said by someone who's clearly never been in danger for who they are yeah Like, that's an, a complete act of privilege to be like, you know, I just pretend I wasn't that thing. Well, 
you're you never know, going to be in that situation. Exactly. You can't. And um, my mom said this thing that I still think about. She said it like a year ago, and yeah. I'm always thinking about it. And like, I love my mom. She's the best. Like, she means the world to me. Yeah. She wants the world for for her kids, you know. But um, she just said this thing the other day that um that it was like I don't understand why people feel the need to come out and I was like yeah. unprepared for it and I've since been thinking about it a lot so I, I think I have a better understanding of what I would say to her now yeah. but it's it's like it should be a celebration like being queer for me is like winning the fucking lottery like every day is great because Dude. I'm part of this amazing community and because I'm different from the norm. Like I'm different from straight people. Like, and it's just amazing to be this way. And I love it so much. And I love being myself. Yeah. And I love meeting other people who are like me and who have the same experience that I do. That we're not, you know, the norm, but we know know who we are. It's it's really sad that straight family members don't see it as well as like if someone's coming out to you it's not that they want you to know that they like pussy or like, yeah whatever it's they feel so comfortable mm. with their relationship with you that mm. they're willing to tell you something that could get been, them killed that could get them hurt for a long time yeah that's like a part of themselves that maybe they have always felt ashamed of or they didn't understand or you know and they want to talk to you about it and let you know that yeah it's great because my mom says a lot of the same things she's like i'm not homophobic but um i don't want to see anyone kissing in public or it's none of no one's business and i'm like yeah but the fact that well it's my business and it's my business who knows about it yeah no one needs to know what you do in your bed and i'm like yeah but everyone else who is not queer is allowed to mm. everywhere and like in advertising on buses on like christmas ads like yeah like do you as a straight person get offended when you see other street straight people get piss- kissing in public pissing in public well, kissing yeah, in my public says yes and i'm like but you don't you've literally told me before about the feeling you feel when you see like mm. yeah it's interesting but like coming out it should be a celebration it yeah. it should be you know it should just be this be amazing thing so save it for a time it's not christmas when your family probably is all stressed and about to have a fight about something else <laughs> <laughs> make it a day just for you yeah exactly <laughs> make it your special day yeah um and yeah for anyone who's not out and has to spend christmas with their family what's the survival guide i should remember this i should have written this down well, I'm bad at this because I was never, like... I, I never felt the need to be in the closet. Like, I, I suppose I was in the closet because I didn't know. Yeah. And I especially... Like, I didn't realise until I was about 19, 18 or 19, that I liked girls. And then I didn't realise until last year that I only liked girls. Oh, so that is, like, what... the liberation of adulthood. Yeah. And um, well, someone pointed it out to me. One of my friends pointed it out to me. That's yeah. that's how it <laughs> happened. And I tested everyone in my immediate social circle being like, is this true? Am I a lesbian? I'm freaking out. And everyone was like, shut up. <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> and um, I, my, my brother told me... Um, he told me something like, well, you're just around very, like, what what would the term be? Like, liberal guys. So they're not real men or whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, Okay. Well, you know, they're okay. So if uh, they aren't real men, then maybe I don't want to be attracted to real men. <laughs> like, yeah. 
<laughs> I don't want to be attracted to any man. Real men sit on their truck and don't wipe their ass. <laughs> like, I don't know what he wants. <laughs> no idea. Um, um, God. Yeah. Um, no, okay. I've known I was queer since I was pretty much... Oh, I've realized what that noise is. My fan is on. I'm going to turn my fan off. Okay. I've realized I was queer since I was a little kid. Yep. Huge crush in Poison Ivy in the Batman animated series. Um, teenager was figuring out what kind of queer, but never quite got there. Was dating... Wait, when did you realize you were queer? When you watched what? Poison Ivy? How old were you? I don't know. I was a kid. I don't think Poison Ivy is the first one. She's just the one I remember. Yeah. Just being like, ooh, pretty plant lady. Raven from Teen Titans. No. Lindsay Lohan. Ironically, I was a emo goth Daria. kid in early high school, but so I wasn't I. into emo goth like <laughs> characters. I just wanted to be right. You just wanted to be times. her. Um, God, Jesus. No, I'm just trying to remember. So, Sorry, keep going. As someone who realized in childhood when I was in a home, when I was in a very unsupportive home, um, it just I'm lucky it never came up at Christmas because. In a weird kind of way, because of my sister's batshit mental health and her being a pretty terrible person, Christmas used to just be mum, me and my sister Mm. and no one else. So we didn't have to do any of the performative big family get togethers Mm. and we just didn't talk about relationships. Mm. Um, I was eight years younger than my sister, so mum was usually caught up in whatever drama was going on in her life. And I'm just like, cool slip under the radar except for the times when Christmas was awful um I'd usually get the ribbing like oh so boyfriend or whatever and (laughs) okay here's a good one really close to Christmas one year my one of my closest friends at the time who I met in the year of primary school we had together when I moved down to New South Wales and we were both in the same state school um and then he went to a private school in Coffs Harbour and I went to the local state school but what ended up happening was every time I'd have him over, especially around holidays when we were both on six weeks of break, so I could just have, like, a week that he'd come over, I'd go over to his for a week. He was super gay, by the way. <laughs> the gayest, gayest man I've ever met. Um, and mum would always just be like, you two have to be in different rooms, you love birds. And I'm like, <laughs> it was the funniest what? thing. Ever. And the funniest thing is, because my partner at the time, um, okay, Unpacking for the audience. He's trans, but didn't he wasn't out when we were dating. So for all appearances, for lack of a better word, a lesbian relationship. A lesbian relationship. Yeah. Um but yeah, mum being like, You girls can stay in the room, it's fine. <laughs> so fucked. It was so funny. I'm just like God, heteronormativity is a hell of a drug. Um Ugh. It just came to later. So when I got out of uni and realised I was a lesbian, and, sorry, when I got into uni, realised I was a lesbian, pretty, not far in there, I tried dating men, and just after a month, I'm like, Um, When I... My skin would crawl when they'd hold my hands. And these are people I was meant to be wanting to, like, sleep with and be with. And I'm like, I don't like this. I don't like this at all. <laughs> and they're like, I love you. And I'm like, it's been a month. Goodbye. <laughs> so funny. I remember my first boyfriend. I just didn't want to kiss him. Like, <laughs> That's a fucking move. Like, I hadn't kissed anyone. Oh, man. And so I was just kind of like, oh, I just, you know, want to. I just remember 
I think one point dating in my first year of uni, dating a very awful guy in retrospect. Um, I remember is this the guy mm, that you that I met. Have, did I? Meet, he lived in the uh, yeah, suburb that you. Fuck lived in? yes, yeah, met him. Oops. Shout went, out to him. He ended up being really lovely friends, even though he's still a weird guy. He's weird. Um, he's really weird. But he helped me get a house when I got kicked out with like no notice and has always been just pretty chill. Tries to make jokes about, we both turned out gayer than expected. And I'm like, ha 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 ha. <laughs> just laugh at him. Um, <laughs> shout out to the time where, while I was dating him, I googled, is my boyfriend a bad kisser or am I a lesbian? <laughs> Legendary. <laughs> anyway, little, like, 18-year-old me knew what was up. It's <laughs> so funny. Uh, anyway, it's just, yeah. Holidays, I wish I had a survival guide. When I got to uni, I was just better. I think I only went dad's one Christmas, mum's the next. The funniest thing was, like, my stepsister is still not out of the closet. She's, like, older than me. She's in Mm. her 30s now. I think she just turned 30 last year. But she's super butch. And, like, so obviously gay. And, like, I'm just waiting for, like, the family to get it. Mm. Because I'm out, which is fine. And, like, we would love to just go and talk gay shit in the lounge very loudly Mm. in the middle of the lounge room. Mm. But no one's ever in the house, so no one would hear it. But, like, to the point where I came to visit after, like, a Pride weekend... And she'd left all of her rainbow stuff on the coffee table in the lounge room where they're talking about pride. My dad walked past and goes, oh, did you two go to that rainbow thing? Like, I'm like, when are they? And they still haven't asked or clocked or, like, Holly still gets asked when she's going to have a boyfriend. That's <laughs> like, so weird. I'm like, dude, dude. That's so weird. Heteronormativity is a hell of a drug. The fact that it's the expectation that you're straight unless you're not. And you're out about it. Yeah. Well, um, like, in my family, um, my dad used to say things like, you know, I'll be waiting with a shotgun for any boys that come around, ugh. or, like, that kind of bullshit. Um, but And stuff like, oh, you're too pretty for all them boys, or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. you just tell me these things, and it's like, Dad, I'm fucking ugly. Like, no one likes me. It's fine. But, um... Yeah, and so when so I moved in with my mom, when you realize. um, like my mom never asked me if I was gonna have a boyfriend, if I liked boys, anything like that. She, she never like paid any attention. My none of my family aside, like even my dad didn't ask me anything yeah. like that, but he assumed I was straight. Yeah. yeah, he would just say things like that. But like no one else in my family, not my brothers, not my sisters, um, like. Um, no one in my family ever pressured me into finding a boyfriend or even finding a partner or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I, mum, when I first was coming, like, came out, oh, okay, I didn't dare to mum. My sister outed me to mum, which is a different story because mm. my sister is a homophobic piece of shit um, who thinks that, like, gay people are stealing and molesting children, but that's something for another day. Um... <sighs> Very awesome for me, who is a gay who works in education and is probably going to have custody of her kid in a few years. <laughs> but um, beside the point, when mum knew, she'd just always be like, it's just because you think you're ugly, yeah, that you're settling for women. Or it's 
like so much it's just because you date shit men that you think you're gay and I'm like oh my god there's so much to unpack here like anything to do with me thinking I'm ugly or my self esteem has nothing to do with my sexuality but does have a lot to do with you telling me my entire life I could be three dress sizes smaller like or that I would be so pretty if I lost my double chin or like mom (laughs) can you like get on the planet here fuck off if anything, I'm gay in spite of the women around me. Because <laughs> no women in my life have been good people, except for the friends that I chose and made as an adult. That's hilarious. Oh, man. Anyway. I mean, there are some things you can't say to your mother. Just telling her all that. I mean. Hmm. I'm getting there. Nearly. Um... Yeah, but family season, Christmas, love the Coopers. <laughs> we went really off tangent. It's a good therapy yeah, rant. Yeah, good therapy rant. Um, what else? Um, Just, yeah, holiday survival. And if your family is dysfunctional as mine, as dysfunctional as... No, yours is pretty good. As well, it, is, it does like, have its dysfunctions. On a, on a scale of Lisa's family to mine, and then... Uh, Mine isn't special... dysfunctional because of the queer aspects no, exactly. of our family. Like, it's dysfunctional because some people are fucking assholes. Yeah, yeah. Abusive, And then, and then even. Love the Coopers is a special brand of straight nonsense that is beyond even my scale of Lisa to me. If, no matter where your family sits on that, just keep in mind that there are people who love you. And even if you haven't met them yet, there will be people out there who make a great, awesome queer family. Exactly. Yeah. And I am very lucky to have that as well. I have two families. And you're part of that. Yeah, you're coming around for Christmas next year. <laughs> just for anyone listening, just smooshed her hand into my face lovingly. That's what I do. That's how I show my affections. I headbutt, so we're on. Or high tenses. five. <laughs> high five headbutt. That was awkward. <laughs> yeah, my family is dysfunctional for like different reasons yes. and not queer reasons, so. Yeah. It's, um, my family's mostly pretty good. I'm actually, I really love my family. Well, like, I really love my mom and I, like, kind of care about everyone else. I'm every day coming to the conclusion that I love them, but I don't think I like them. (laughs) I don't even think I love most of my family. (laughs) I love them, but I don't think I like them. I love my mom, but she is very difficult. And if I keep waiting for myself to like her or for her to like me, I will have a very unhappy life. And that's the solace from this, I guess, is that, yeah, their family and love is very different than likeness. Mm. And you're not a reflection of their beliefs Mm. or you're not a reflection of their experiences even of the world and you don't have to perpetuate their beliefs or their experiences either you don't have to perpetuate you don't have to become your mother or your father you don't have to become your parents you can choose a different a different option option yeah exactly you can choose to be a completely different person yeah someone who shows love to other people someone who has love in their heart if you have a christmas dinner to go to you're not looking forward to prepare like something um talk to a friend and say look can we just go and wander around a boxing day and chill out um if you don't can't do that or your friends are away uh, get buy yourself a tub of your favorite hot chocolate and have it sitting at home ready to go mm. like whenever you get back um 
Or even bring it with and just escape yeah. to the kitchen and, like, make yourself a hot chocolate instead yeah. of being around people. Bring, um, Listen to this podcast instead of being with your family. Yeah. Bring a book. Bring a game. Something you can use to distract yourself. Even if people... What are they going to say? They're going to whisper about you being rude, but that's better than you and everyone losing their shit. Like, whatever. Just find your own little therapy blanket this season and mm. keep it with you. Mm. And do your prep before. Have a nice long shower. Suck yourself up. <laughs> and if you need to do things like escape to the your um, your childhood bedroom to cry for 10 minutes, yep. do that. You can do it. It's fine. Just wear waterproof mascara. If you're not claustrophobic, if you're the anti-claustrophobic, uh, closet spaces are awesome for that. <laughs> Ironically, put yourself back in the closet. <laughs> I love when I'm having a really bad day just crawling into my closet and crying. <laughs> it's not a gay thing. It's just a sad thing. I'm comforted by... Where is your closet? I'm trying to picture it. Um, it's the side... Oh, that's right, yeah. I'm comforted by enclosed spaces, ironically. That's not a gay thing, a sad thing, a depression thing. <laughs> I need a way to... Is that you would hide as a child? I don't know, actually. A lot of... T- anyway, no. <laughs> not getting, Doesn't matter. I'm getting off a barrel of worms here. Um, I love yeah. crying in the closet as a, as a teenager. <laughs> So yeah, you can just cry in the closet. That's fine. All right, Sorry, we might wrap this up advice. now. I think that's probably all we have to say about Christmas. Although we can talk about um, superheroes for another uh, half hour. Well, another thing probably be don't look for your queer rep in Christmas movies. Oh yeah, don't do that. It's no. not going to be there. One but day. you should watch the ten minutes of this movie that Anthony no, Mackie is. I can't even say you should watch that because it's not good. Oh, another thing I wanted to say. Anthony Mackie also played another gay character in um, the movie What's Your Number, which is a Chris Oh, Evans yeah! Story. It's such a good movie. We should have watched movie. that. We should have watched that. So that. Anthony Mackie is in it for like a minute. Like literally a minute. I love that movie. It's so good. Um, and yeah, if you want to make... If you want queer Christmas content in the world, uh, get your film degree and make it. <laughs> Don't even need a film degree. Just write a screenplay. Just make it, guys. Like, Google how to write a screenplay. They paid me. Three-act structure. If they paid me, I'd make a good Christmas... Transition points. A good queer Christmas movie. Let's see Pay it. me to, like, help you write a screenplay. That's yeah. what you can do. Look it up. Queerismedia.com.au. That's my, that's my uh, website. Thanks for having me. <laughs> of course. Thanks for being on and letting me ramble about uh-huh. superheroes. I have time. Only Christmas and when the dove flies east. What? <laughs> I don't know. I'm rambling now. All right, everyone. Thank you, Dana. Everyone thank Dana for being on the show. Thank you, Dana. Um, yeah, so I said that I was finished for the year, but I decided to do this podcast, this episode Christmas special. Uh, Christmas special, yeah. So thank you all for listening. Um, I will be back in the new year on the 21st of January and then uh, business as usual after that. All right, have a very happy holidays. Um, Hanukkah, I don't know the others. <laughs> uh, Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. Is uh, there a Muslim one? Don't think so. Okay. Don't quote me on that. Don't know. <laughs> No, um, just enjoy this time, and if Christmas is not your jam, uh, hopefully everyone gets out of your way and leaves you alone these holidays, and you can just go about your life in peace. Sounds great. All right, bye everyone. Lots of love to you. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Have a happy new year. Bye.